Welcome to Spiritual Tea Talk with the Michelles. Hello and welcome. We are really focusing in on ourselves today, not ourselves as in Michelle and Michelle, but ourselves <laughs> as a topic for everybody. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, we're going to, uh, we would like to talk about, I'm going to say that because as I'm like, we're going to, it doesn't usually work out that way, but we would like to talk about self-love since we are in the month of February. Uh, we have Valentine's week is upon us. And for me, this is always a time that we focus, that I focus on self-love and, um, and to go along with that, because as we were talking before the podcast, I had this revelation and so we thought we also talk about self care. <laughs> Woo! Yes. All our favorite favorite topics, huh? <laughs> I I was I was um <clears throat> I was fessing up that um I was remembering all of the self care things that I should be doing that I have not been doing and maybe I need to start doing again. So <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, I think it's a great reminder, you know, I think it's, it's, um, we go into hibernation mode in the winter and, you know, some of that stuff can go out of the window because we just focused on other things. And I honestly, um, I love this topic because I think it was just a few days ago, I was thinking how I haven't, I haven't had like body work or a massage or anything in months, months. Oh yeah. That's, you know, that's a big piece. And then just taking time for myself, you know, even, you know, having a shower and washing my hair and just, just taking my time instead of, oh my God, quickly, I got to do it all. Cause I have to get to the barn and I have to take care of sun, not have to, you know, I'm going to go take care of sunshine. And so it's, it's just a thing that gets done rather than really kind of enjoying the moment and, it, you know, it, experiencing taking time for yourself. Yeah. Even even in the things that you do every day, but just somehow slow down a little bit, take your time, enjoy it, be conscious of it. You know, yeah. I'm realizing that, that that's not happening in my life right now. <laughs> right? <laughs> and I think that we all get caught up in that way. If we get caught up in life as it's so busy or we're in the hibernation mode. I know for me, like, we talked about January, you and I have, I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast or not, but we're, for me, January is now, January is kind of a void month. Like, I don't get a lot of stuff done, uh, even like cleaning the house and stuff. I just, we today just brought down the Christmas decorations. I just packed them this past weekend, I took them down and put them in the containers. And today we took those containers and brought them downstairs. And I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that because I realized that January for me, not the beginning of the year. Um, I'm going to start my year in February now. Yes. Yes. I don't know if that's going with the Chinese uh, Lunar New Year or just the Michelle year. <laughs> uh, I might make my own calendars. Who knows? <laughs> but, but instead of 
forcing myself. I mean, I still worked. I saw clients. I was baking and cooking. I was still doing that, but it was like, I wasn't doing the extra stuff that I typically will do the, the long meditations, the receiving information, the creating um, workshops, the working on the businesses instead of just working in the businesses. And usually I would beat myself up for that. And this year, I realized, like, I became aware that, okay, that's like an ebb, January is an ebb month for me. And so what things can I do to support myself in that month instead of trying to force things to go into a flow um, where it that flow works for me and it's not like tugging at me I'm not forcing things I'm not pretending anything of that so that's that's where I am I, Happy New Year. <laughs> I love that and you know I I think it was on Facebook but I saw another post that said the same thing like January was kind of the in-between when yeah. next and that this other person was saying about starting the year in February so I think you've energetically, psychically started a trend. Ah, you're welcome, people. <laughs> <laughs> Never in my life did I think I would be a trend starter. <laughs> well, it's official. You are. Thank you. Thank you. I I have trouble following trends. <laughs> I'm usually late to the game. Like when picking out clothes and stuff like that, I always want it when it's no longer in the stores. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I um. <laughs> I grew up in an area of London where fashion was the thing and everyone had the most up-to-date fashion and everyone, um, you know, the hair and the makeup and just that whole image thing that went down in the town and the area that I grew up. And I never fitted into that because I was, you know, I was a barn girl from the age of nine and you know, we don't care about yeah. stuff like <laughs> You're like, you is, know, hay, is hay trending? Hay. <laughs> There's normally shavings in my hair. There's normally hay on my clothes. There's usually the smell and aroma of a horse somewhere on my being. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I, I never really fit in. And it was interesting because it really helped me to navigate not fitting in. Yeah. And being, being myself and being, doing the things that I really loved and finding those things that I enjoyed and, uh, and honoring that process and I didn't have to follow suit and it actually helped because it was so extreme for me it helped me to really stay in who I was which was not that yeah um, because it was so extreme there was no way I was ever going to be that person and I didn't want I mean I missed you know the groups of friends and everyone having a boyfriend and you know I wasn't in that in that crowd um but it really helped me to honor and stand in my truth and you know if I want to spend 12 hours at the barn instead of putting on makeup and high-heeled shoes and going out that's what I did and um you know and even just talking about it now I'm realizing that even back then I stood out and I was different and I didn't fit in and 
And I don't even think it was any of that because that's what we're taught. Like you're not fitting in with the yeah. crowd. But yeah. I think I was really learning how to be the different person that I am from a lot of people and and just be in that and um and walk that path, you know, and and find my own fun and find my own joy and you know that self-love and self-care probably kicks right into that but back then that really wasn't labels that I even thought about right I was just gonna ask you about that self-love piece yeah and loving uh loving yourself completely where you didn't try to fit in like do you feel like you were that's where you're standing yeah I you know I always knew I was very, very different. I mean, now I understand a whole lot more how different I mm -hmm. was to yeah. the general crowd and the general group of people that were there. Um, and I don't know that I would, I don't know that self-love came in until maybe 10 years ago. So, <laughs> uh, you know self-love is a thing that I'm nurturing now and honoring now but I think back then it was I was so busy trying to figure out who I was and find my voice which clearly I don't have an issue anymore with speaking out yeah um, but it was quite the process and I think that self-care was also part of it I was just happy in barn clothes and you know my mum would make me take all my stuff off you know, the minute I stepped in the house and throw me in the bath upstairs and clean me all up and, you know, yeah. so a very different lifestyle. And now um, I don't have that. I come in and walk around with hay in my hair and. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I am the barn girl, but I think, you know, on some level that is self-care and self-love because I'm my happiest when I'm around horses and I'm in the barn. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you have embraced that part of yourself. So yeah. I know like a lot of times I talk about inner work and, and I coach people with doing their inner work. And I, I tell them that doing your inner work, loving yourself is not about shifting everything about you. It's about recognizing who you are and actually loving that aspect of yourself to to bring in that love or learning how to receive love yeah, that's a big one yeah I think that's a huge one I don't I think a lot of us don't know how to receive and I didn't know how I received love for quite a long time um and now like I know there's the five languages of love I say the six languages of love because food is my love language <laughs> quality time and food you're like, right that's not in there is it the five love and languages. food is not in there no. maybe it's like it could probably be in one of the categories it's like maybe service or something like that like someone cooks for me or gifts me food but like it could be in several different categories, but I'm just going to put it in its own category. I think uh, maybe I'll send the the um, creator of the five languages of love um, an email. Yeah, saying <laughs> that he needs to update his book and add food. <laughs> we need the next edition. <laughs> we need the next. Yeah, yes, the new edition to the languages of love, but. Uh, I know for me on my journey to discover and to feel love, self-love, 
was, uh, it feels like a long journey, but I guess in the scheme of things, it wasn't that long, but it was about me seeing myself for who I am and not judging myself and loving the aspects of myself. I just did a, um, a few weeks ago, I went to a workshop where this, uh, a beautiful singer, musician, she writes her own songs. And uh, so she sang some songs, we did some yoga poses, but we also wrote in our journals connecting with our 15 to 16 year old selves, which I have to say, like I've done the connecting with our childhood and stuff, but not focused on that age range. And uh, seeing that I was different, not just because of my I call them now learning abilities, not disabilities. Yeah. And trying to hide that. But also like at that age, people were already coming to me and I was giving them advice. I was doing things that probably a 15, 16 year old should not have been doing, but that information was being channeled to me and people trust me enough for, for them to come to me for advice. And to see that I was already doing the work that I do today. I just didn't realize that I was psychic, intuitive, medium, whatever you want to call it. But I've been doing that since I was a child. Because it was probably even before 15, 16 years old. But that's what I got out of that workshop was not judging myself because I was like, oh, I know how I was. I had the invisible cloak on. I was just trying to fit in, right? Because I was different also. And and working. <laughs> like that's that was my life back then. But to be open to what my guides brought through and showing me the light that I was shining even back then was so healing. And so huge for myself. Yeah. So that the so that self-love came in with doing that work. And then I also have the physical aspect of myself because I am a uh curvy, fluffy, bigger, I don't know the word, woman. And so I like bringing in, I wanted to say, so I had to, but I don't want to say that, but bringing in the love for my physical body and where I, where my physical body was or is. And I still have to remind myself and practice that because I still get down on myself uh, for, um, for the, um, the protection that I have around me. And wanting to release it, but I know that for me to be truly to be able to release it, it's about me loving it so that I'm loving my physical body so I don't have to hold on to it anymore for that protection. Yeah. Wow. Wow. It's so you're so inspirational. I love it. That's so sweet. I will remember none of this after. <laughs> That's why we record it. So then we can go back and listen to it <laughs> if we want to. That's so amazing. And I love that you, I love how open you are about sharing your story and sharing your journey, because I really feel that 
you know, part of what we do in this podcast is we hope that people will be touched somehow by something that we talk about because everything we talk about is very personal. And, yeah. you know, there are many people out there that travel similar paths, but it just not, ex obviously not exactly the same as everybody else. And so I always feel that there are either big, big lumps of what we talk about or nuggets of what we talk about that somebody can take and nourish and nurture and recognize something about that within themselves. Yeah. And then have that be, you know, their journey into letting go of the fear of judgment and, you know, the concerns about keeping up with the Joneses and, you know, how do I possibly materialistically have what everyone else has? And, you know, what does that look like? And putting all this pressure on you that society has created, that is not true. Right. None of it's true. And so being able to break away from that and step into a lifestyle that really feeds your own heart, regardless of whether anyone else thinks it you should or shouldn't, or it's good or it's not good, or whatever other people like to sit in. You know, in my life, as you know, I, I've traveled a lot. I have a very free spirit. Yeah. I literally come down like those micro bursts and I like come down and then I go up and I travel and I come down and I stay, you know. Yeah. And so, um, and I've had so many people, you know, say, oh my God, you're so lucky you get to travel and I'm living vicariously through you. But honestly, this is, this is self-created and yeah. usually very unplanned. Yeah. So, it's more about that self-love of who I am and that I do travel a lot and I do move around a lot and that I'm actually okay with it. I enjoy the experience of going to new places and meeting new people. And I also love the challenge of moving. And what's been really interesting is that, you know, in the past probably four or five years, I'm in that place now of saying, I did love the challenge of moving and setting everything up and creating something for the horses and creating something for me and whichever dog I had at the time. And I'm now in a place of going, I don't want the cha that challenge anymore. I want yeah. to just find that place and land. And that will be the self-love because I'm honoring what I'm now looking for in my life. And then there will be the self-care because I'm creating that sanctuary around myself that will feed me 24 hours a day so yeah you know, and I think it's part that's part of it is it can all change like where you get nourished and fed one day a year later could be something different and you don't have to stick with the same like well this is who I am because we're ever evolving and so that self-love and self-care and those desires to to nurture yourself can change and so you know go with that oh my gosh I saw this workshop and I've never thought I would do a workshop like that and all of a sudden you know you're you're going to a workshop that is so completely different and yet you walk away completely transformed and yeah. I think that's part of self-care is honoring what comes into your life that attracts you now that may not have attracted you in the past I love that so much. 
And I love that what you share also, the stories that you share, because I feel like you're so authentic and you do, we both share uh, personal things yeah. um, in our lives, because I feel that, I do feel that when people can connect or resonate with that, there's a bit of healing that happens with that also. And I love to hear about people's lives and stuff like that because it helps me see maybe some aspects of myself that I haven't seen or touched upon so thank you for that too and the whole reason we're like talking about self-love and you probably hear it I feel like it's like media wash what I don't know what that term is whitewash media wash whatever it is like you always hear self-love self-care self-love self-care and why? Why self-love? Uh, and to me, I feel that the reason to bring in self-love, not just to love yourself, but it's also ha helps you enjoy your life, helps you with experiencing things in your life. And if you're in a love relationship or you're attracting a love relationship it's about attracting or creating a healthy love relationship because even if you're in a love relationship that can shift all the time also so I always tell people it's about filling in the voids yourself where you're not relying on somebody to fill those voids that you're with that person because you want to be with them. And there's this healthy give and take, give and take, give and take. And you can enjoy that relationship more instead of being a codependent relationship. Right. Yeah. 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 So uh, to me, that's the reason. And also because we should, I don't want to say should, because it, I would invite everyone to live their life in the energy of love and to be in that energy of love or to be aware of being in that energy of love because that's always there for us to tap into. And we are always tapped into the energy of love. It's just being aware of it. You got to feel that love for yourself, for yourself, and then you could spread it out to the world. And it's easy to love others, but how easy is it for you to love yourself? Louise Hay, I remember way back in the day when I was um, just getting into this whole, this whole world and um, I got introduced to Louise Hay. And um, I bought one of her books after going to a conference that she was doing. And it was a very pivotal time in my life of cha massive change. And um, one of the exercises in her book is that you look in the mirror and you tell yourself that you love yourself. One of the hardest things to do. It's one of the most challenging things to do. And what's really interesting is where I'm living right now, there's this massive mirror in front of a glass front door. And so every time I come to the front door to go back inside, I'm facing myself. Oh, so, I just so got chills. Yeah, so the other day I looked directly at myself and I was like, I, I'm gonna cry. 
I love you. And, you know, because yeah, I, I can see my whole self and it's a glass door. So it's it's as you see it. And um, so I've started doing that. I've started stopping at the front door and actually looking in the mirror and going, this is you. This is what you look like. This is who you've become. This is who you're becoming. You know, this is where we're going. This is what we're doing now. And um, and how often do we do that? And I remember a few years ago, a friend of mine was doing a workshop on Zoom and she invited me to come in and do a little facilitation piece. And one of the women had mentioned that earlier in the day when I wasn't on the Zoom, she had had this revelation and this transformation and this healing and she said what was amazing about Zoom is she could watch herself go through the transformation. I love that. Isn't so that much? powerful? That's so powerful. Always remembered that. Yeah. It's it's one of those things where, you know, technology has its purposes. And that that for me was so pivotal because how often do we see ourselves heal? We don't. Right. That, oh my goodness. This is, my mind is blown <laughs> because now I'm thinking this is how, this is a natural conversation for Michelle and I. <laughs> Cause now I'm thinking of the work that I have done for me to be able to look at myself doing these Zooms. And we've been doing Zooms for, three years now right and um and even the when um so to be completely honest there was a podcast that we recorded a while back and we um we scheduled it for I don't know a couple of weeks ago or last week or whatever but I had to listen to it to find out what we were talking about and it was the first time that I listened to our podcast and I realized that I avoided listening to our podcast because I didn't like the sound of my voice. And I became aware that that's something that I, that I want to start loving. And yeah. so by you talking about that zoom piece, I was like, Oh, not only the shifts, but what it took for me to look at myself in zoom and not judge myself. Wow. Mind blown. <laughs> like, wow. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of times for me, a lot of times, this is how my inner work happens is yep. by one, like somebody sharing something, one comment one sentence one like dream or something like that from somebody else that then like ignites me and going oh yeah okay I, this is what I, I want to work on this I want to heal this aspect I want to love this and how do and then I go okay what steps do I take to get to that point so just a little insight of how I sometimes do my inner work. It doesn't always happen that way. There's other times, like I said, like listening to the podcast going, ooh, cringing <laughs> out my own voice and going, okay, I want to shift that reaction that I have to my voice. So um, I know uh, that we're 
coming up on time. Uh, what a great place to complete our podcast this week, though. Yes, yes. We are sending you all so much love. So love, much love for you. Love for everybody in your life. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Thank you. Thank you. Sending you lots of love and have a great week. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye.